so when I started wearing wigs, I was wearing them definitely straight out of the box. Mm-hmm. And the color that they came, I was trying to get the color that was the the one I thought was the closest to me. And I got one that was. But I think the real game changer for me in wearing hair came when I met you. Okay. Because then you introduced the idea of color. <laughs> And being more open with trying color and, you know, stuff like that. How do you, do you find that that's what really makes wigs more, look more natural is the coloring, that little extra coloring of the wig, giving it more of a rooting or a deeper root or highlights or low lights? Is that what really brings it to life, do you think? Yeah, definitely. Because one thing that you also have to remember is even with your own natural hair, even if you weren't coloring your own natural hair, your hair changes in color. Shades change, right? You're, the summer, you get blonder hair. And then as it becomes winter, your hair gets darker. The shades tend to change. Nat- you, have, you have a lot of different shades in your own bio hair. Right. Right. So, so Folia does a very good job at having a range of different colors. So it's not just flat colors. Some other wig companies also do a great job. Um, but generally speaking, your hair does change, right? Or if you do color your hair, your hair gets lighter. And you have to go in every four weeks to get it done. Um, and the ends have to get recolored every third time you go in for your rooting. So when a wig and a wig, when hair looks exactly the same all the time, it does look, it you know, it's a little like, off. Like maybe not as it's quite, not not that it's questionable. It's a wig. I always thought my wig looked like it was my hair because mm-hmm. I mean, Philia makes amazing wigs, and it looked like it was mine. Mm-hmm. But I mean. It didn't have. It was one, you know, one color. Yeah. It didn't have the the first one I had didn't have rooting, which mm-hmm. you know that provides that extra like you know who's going to put roots in their wig, right? I mean, like you, people aren't thinking that, so yeah. they see roots coming out of my hair. It's got to be my hair because the average human being isn't thinking that someone's going to wear a wig and throw roots in it. I mean, we in the wig wearing world know that that's a thing, but the average person looking at me, seeing me in a restaurant, isn't they're thinking I might need to get my roots done. Yeah. And that's what I want them to think. Exactly. I want them to think I need to get exactly. my roots done. I want them to think, hey, that chick ain't wearing a wig. <laughs> you know, I don't want them to think I'm wearing a wig. I want them to think I need a touch-up. Yeah, and you know, people have different ranges of what they're comfortable with, right? So, I, for example, I have a client who she we she has many, many different wigs, but we have them in rotation of like two-week intervals of rooting amount. So you, you color hers? So I color pieces, generally speaking, but the first batch is... You know, I just got my hair colored, so there's barely any rooting. Right. And then you have an inch of rooting mm-hmm. that she puts on two weeks in, and then four, Then she's got a four-week rooting. That is so interesting. So because she thinks that people, she goes, she said to me, she, and the reason we started doing this is because she was like, she was like, people ask me why I never have any grays. Like, you know, she's, she's a 65-year-old woman, looks fantastic, right? So are her you, hair is are beautiful. Are you rooting her in gray? No, no, no. So I'm rooting. I'm I'm rooting her darker. Okay. So she's saying that she doesn't really have, but she's just. We're doing it to give the illusion of her hair color does change. Right. So people are seeing a change. Yeah. So you see a change in color. So it goes from lighter to darker. Right. I, that is something that I wouldn't have even thought of. But I, I, yeah, I wouldn't have but either. I actually, she... I actually don't think it's the craziest idea. You know, for providing that change, people are so concerned that when they wear a wig for the yeah. first time to. You know, it's a big one. A lot of women start wearing wigs uh, in their social circle or going out at night to start, but they're very scared about wearing it to the workplace or somewhere where somebody's consistently seeing them on a daily, daily mm-hmm. basis because you're seeing that person, you know, and they, exactly. there's no change happening. That's actually kind of a clever little trick. You can adjust the rooting. 
on yeah, the wig. If you, yeah, yeah, if, if it, it bothered you. I if mean, it bothered you, right? Yeah. So that's something that's kind of an extreme situation. That is extreme, but some of us are extreme. Exactly. Two-day two day, two day washer over <laughs> exactly. here, right? So everyone has what they're comfortable with, right? So for her, that's what worked. You know, we would, so she takes the darker one. She's, she starts with the darker, right? I just got my hair colored. And then it progresses into the lighter wig. And then we go back around. That's fascinating. Um, because, it's good to and, hear, yeah. And you know what? You know why it is, too? It's funny because here, you know, we're all women who, you know, supporting women doing this. And it's funny because what we're most scared of is women. Yeah, that's actually true. You know, it's actually the criticism of other women because mm-hmm. they're the ones who are staring you down. <laughs> Right, like down the barrel, like, where is the line? Where does it start? I know there's something, you know, <laughs> like men, men aren't, you know, they look. Yeah, of course they look. They see that you're beautiful. You, you know, they you know have luscious yeah. hair. Yeah. You have beautiful hair, but they're not going up to you and being like, OK, where does it start? Where does it end? You know, it looks different today than it did yesterday. Yeah. Like women are the ones who see things. Yes. Right. So other but and not even that often either. It's always there's just always like that one or two in the workplace. Right. That's like. The troublemaker. Right. But I remember, too, like for me once, you know, people are always scared to even change just slightly the color and people don't notice. No, you would be surprised what people don't notice. <laughs> people don't notice anything. You know, I remember once I had long, long hair and I chopped it up to a full on bob mm-hmm. and I walked into the workplace and I was working at Folia and I walked into their headquarters and this was years ago. And I was like, I didn't tell anyone. And I was like, hey, guys, you know, and I'm here with like my short little bob. <laughs> Expecting and a reaction. <laughs> no one said anything. Someone, and then someone finally said to me, like, you look different today. Like, yeah, I chopped off like 15 <laughs> inches of hair. And no one noticed. And so it's actually incredible that even like, you know, in the work business, that's hair. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't notice. And they did, people just don't notice. What they notice is that you look good. You yes. know, like they'll say to you, like, you look fantastic. You look beautiful. Or something, you know, what did you change? Did yes. you lose weight? Or sometimes they will point out the hair. But a lot of times people don't know what it is. They just know that you look better. Yeah, it was um, interesting when I first started wearing wigs because I got one that was this pretty much the same length as my hair, which is kind of to my shoulders as my bio hair, that you know, my own hair. Mm-hmm. And similar in color, threw that thing on and nobody actually knew I was wearing a wig. Yeah, they didn't even know. They didn't even know. They're like, your hair looks great. I think I was exactly. talking about this on the first episode with Ashley. It was just like nobody paid attention. Exactly. I had, it was up to me to come out to them and let them know. I didn't have to, but they weren't paying attention. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to say anything. But people don't. I mean, I think that's the one that people worry about is the day to day. You know, if you see them every single day then, you know, they're worried that they're going to notice. But just like anyone does, they go in for color. People go in and get haircuts. People's hair grows. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yours not changing at all is becomes suspicious to these people who are watching you every day. Right. Like, that's more suspicious than actually changing it and being like, oh, yeah, I just got my, you know, or I got my color refreshed mm-hmm. because you did. Right. <laughs> I totally got it refreshed. You did. Just Re- because it's not growing out of your hair doesn't mean you didn't, you didn't get it done and paid for the service. And <laughs> Yes, absolutely. You know, just like you got a trim, anything absolutely. like that. And then some people just don't, you know, you don't even have to say that. You can always say you got extensions if you want. If you have a top piece, a top piece is an extension. Right. It's just not coming from below. It's coming from above. Yeah, exactly. It's like a reverse extension. A reverse extension. <laughs> but it's an extension. I, wear, I am wearing extensions. Exactly. So it's the same thing as whatever you want to call it, you know, if, but it is an extension of your own hair. So you can call anything you want an extension. Yeah. So that's important for people to know. One, most people don't notice anything anyways. And if you get one as close to your own 
biohair as possible. It's very possible mm-hmm. that nobody will ever know until you tell them. Exactly. If you want to tell them. Yeah. And if anything, if you grew out length or volume, you could always say, I got extensions. It's, there's nothing, you know, wrong with saying that. And by the way, it's no one's business. Right. Like, if you try to, like, if you try to touch my hair, I will kill you. I was you. about to say that. I was about to say that once I was, that I was doing something. I went to touch your hair and you're like, oh my God, don't touch it. Because you, you know, the reason why was because you had just washed it and uh-huh. it was like all fresh and bouncy. Mm-hmm. And you didn't want any, like, any whatever, like... I hate someone touching my yeah. hair. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and people are like, what happens if somebody touches my hair? And what you said, they shouldn't be touching your hair anyway. Yeah. You know? Well, that's the right to touch your hair. People have dirty hands. <laughs> I mean, I feel this with my own hair. I'm like, you know, I wash my hair. I take the time to do it. You have no right to touch my head. <laughs> you know? Like, my boyfriend, yes. You know? <laughs> like, he can touch my face. He can touch my hair if he wants. If um, he wants. But that's... But that's pretty much probably the only person that I allow to touch yeah. my head area. You know, I mean, do you allow someone else to like, you know, or your mother, right? They can touch your face or whatever. But a stranger coming up to me and touching my head, like, that's not a thing. That's a no-go zone. That's a no-go zone for me. So I always tell people the same thing. I'm like, it has nothing to do with wearing hair. I think people have this liberty that they feel like they can touch anyone's hair. And yeah. when you tell them no, they're like, they don't like it. <laughs> but then but they have, they can't say anything about it. Yep. It's none of their business. That's true, though. Just like you don't want anyone in your personal space touching, you know, the same thing with hair. Um, and I think as women, maybe we just have allowed it and we find it to be normal um, that someone wants to touch her hair. They should they should definitely not. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a no, not a thing. Yeah, not a thing. I probably actually allow people or have touched my wig more than you actually let people touch your hair. Of course, yeah. I'm actually I almost so no. We're at dinner and you're like, here, touch it. Look, it's like, a wig. <laughs> I'm like the person like because I'm the over announcer, you know. Yeah. And anybody says like, oh, your hair looks great. The first thing out of my mouth is it's a wig, and then yeah. they're like, wait, what? And they're like, no way. I'm like, feel it back here, and I'm like bringing their hand to the yeah. nape of my neck. And I'm like, you feel that bump? That's a wee grip. Wait, what the heck? It was weird. Okay. Feel that bump? See, they're like, what the heck? And they, yeah. can't, they can't believe it. Mm-hmm. So I think definitely more people in my life have touched my head than you. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. There's very people in mine. But that's the same thing you can, you can, so that's why it's like, it's very normal to say don't, like, sorry, I don't like my head being touched. Like, and I actually don't even say don't. I mean, I said it to you because you're a friend, right? Like, don't touch my hair. But I will, like, literally just back up if someone's coming for the head. Like, back up. And then the, usually they notice. People get signs pretty easily and fast. Like, where are you going? That's so funny. Oh, my and, God. And it's just an instinct, you know? Like, someone comes from behind. I'm like, wait, you know, move to the side. It's just an instinct for me. And I think it's just, yeah. So that's why I find that people should be completely comfortable with saying no, you know. It's freshly washed. <laughs> like, don't touch. Don't touch. You can say whatever you want to not let them, you know, I just washed my hair. I just don't like my hair being I just touched. had my hair done. Yeah, it's mine. <laughs> I pay for it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just like your bag is yours. <laughs> so I actually had posted on Instagram that you were going to be on the show and offered the opportunity for people to ask questions if they had any. And some actually did write in. And so okay. I'm going to throw some at you and I didn't tell you ahead of time just so that it could be spontaneous. Um, Great. (laughs) Yay. I hope I answer them well. (laughs) I will just start with an easy one. Okay. Do you do short wigs? I do. I do do short wigs. Um, I do mostly do long wigs and Mm -hmm. I think that's just that comes with the territory of um, of you know fine fine hair Mm -hmm. usually comes with um, a little bit of length. 
you know, but I do do short wigs. You could do, you know, pixie cuts, things like that, but you have to be careful with those. So you want specific type of material, the way the wig is made, mm-hmm. the cap itself. You want specific cap types for things like a pixie because if you want it to lay nice and flat in the back, you know, you want to, usually you want to be with, it's easier with like a machine made it, weft. It, so for a pixie cut, a machine made a uh, wig would be preferable. Yeah, so okay. it, it's the easiest. Mm-hmm. Um, and you this way at least, it, like because it all will go down and lay down on top of each other really nice and flat and smooth. Right, because you see some, I mean, you'll everybody's seen people, like a woman wearing a wig, and it's you can tell on the backside if it's short enough because it just lays like, like, gloom, like, yeah. a, it's like a totally flat, non-moving, just not not even against the nape. It's mm. just kind of like there. You see it on men too, actually, that we're full the full. Piece. Yeah, exactly. So so how how do you get it to lay super super flat? If it's a pixie, it's, it has to be machine made. Well, the, I mean, the, that's it's it's a it's a cutting and styling thing too, also, right? Okay. But, but generally speaking, machine made will lay flat. But then, yeah, it's about getting it thinned out, right? Having it long enough on the ba- on the back. That you because you can't see you don't want to see the edge right so you need to cover the edge somehow, um, so and then thinning it you know styling it enough so that it's not just like a block. That, like, <laughs> that was the ends, word I was boom. that was looking for that word when I went like thong. I was looking for the word block. It yeah, ends like a block. Yeah, yeah. So you don't. So you want you know it's about styling. It's just about feathering out that end really really well, making it very soft. Making it very soft. Okay, so short wigs are possible and super short wigs are possible all the way to the yeah, pixie. They're all the way to the pixie. Um, it's just. Generally speaking, I just work more, you know, just like stylists. Everyone has their own thing, right? So I generally work more with 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 hair, the length of hair. What's the? This is not a question that anybody else, but I'm, what's the most popular length that people go for? Right now, I mean, I'm seeing constantly is like the lob, right? Everyone wants the lob, the long bob, you know, that kind of past the shoulders, but it's not a bob, right? You know, so it's like you get the length, but. You also get the shortness of it. It's just, it's fashion. Okay. You know? So that's, what, um, that's what's going on. That's what's in trend. That's what's in the trend. The wigs a little bit past. And now they're getting shorter and shorter. Wait, so but, now I'm not fashionable? Well, we're in, we're, we are in the process <laughs> of getting you something. <laughs> Darn, I'm not fa- I'm out of fashion again. You do have a lob. I do have a lob. I do absolutely. You just ha- don't like to take her out. I do have a lob. That's very true. Poor girl is sitting saying, in a closet. Just saying for this episode, I'm clearly out of fashion. <laughs> no, long hair is never out of fashion. Okay, good to know. Long hair is never out of fashion. <laughs> but that's, so that's what, like, as a style-wise, that's what I get asked a lot. Yeah. But generally speaking, most people are just trying to, they're trying to just do what they had. Yes, to get to that's exactly why that's what exactly I wanted. What yes. it is. So it has nothing to do with fashion, it has nothing to do with style. It's yeah. just about what they they want to match their own bio hair. Um, especially if it's first time around. Once you as you know, once you start getting used to having a wig and wearing a wig or a top piece and being in that land, um, then if you feel comfortable going out and playing a little bit more, that's it becomes fun, right? It yes. can become more of an accessory instead of just like I'm trying to match identical to me. Yes. Um, so one step, the first step is always getting it to, you know, what they feel comfortable with, which is usually their own style, mm-hmm. whatever they had, whatever, not something different. And then from then you can do anything after that. Once right. you're comfortable with then that. Then you can be in fashion. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Don't try, try to overkill with being Don't in fashion. Don't overkill. Just try to get to where you are now so that it's the best transition possible. Yeah. If you're new to wearing wigs and this is something brand new for you, you should. That's one thing I always say. Don't try to go long. Don't try to go too short. 
don't try to go blonde because everyone's all your friends are telling you like, well, if you're going to start wearing hair, let's change it up, you know, which you can. But if you're going to invest, you know, invest the easiest transition. And if you're worried about the transition is with getting something that is as closest to your own as possible. So yeah. this way you feel like yourself. Yes. Right. You want to feel like yourself. You want to feel comfortable in your own skin, in a sense, this new piece. So in order to do that, it has to be like your own. And yeah. then you can... And once you're comfortable in it, you can do anything. The The world's your oyster with wigs. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. You can be, as you know, you yeah. can be pink, you can be purple, you can be green. Anything is possible. You can put possible. extensions in your wigs, right? I've had extensions. I'm I'm thinking I'm wanting them again. They were really fun. You know, <laughs> That's, it's I think, changed. how we They're, got you into, yes. into the transition. You, that it is. You did purple extensions for me, and we, we put those in, and I thought it was, like, the coolest thing ever because— the color of the wig was fantastic, but it was like one color. And the purpleness just add this like cool, real factor. I kind of felt like, I don't know, like I just felt like a, I felt like a normal girl. I felt like I got extensions, even though I was getting extensions in my wig, yeah. which is probably weird to some people. But it actually was really nice. I loved it. Yeah, because it's, I mean, at the end, the wig is your hair. Yeah. Right? So if you want to pop some color in it, you can. Yeah, 100%. So I have another question for you. What do you have, if any, any kind of tips or tricks to actually alter the wig wig size, the cap size? So I guess sometimes people get a wig and it's like, whoops, it's either too big, I guess too big or too small. I don't know which way they're going. But yeah, if there's anything that can be done, maybe probably if it's smaller, you can make it bigger or stretch yeah. it. You can stretch it. You can stretch it. You can't probably can't go the other way. For sure. You can. So you can stretch it. Um, You can just remember if you're stretching it, once it's stretched, stretched. Right. right? So if you overstretched it, there's no going back. So you can stretch your wig. That's definitely a possibility. And then... And how would you do that? By, essentially, by having, by putting it on a bigger head. And just leaving it for X amount of time? Yeah. Or how long? Yes, yeah, so it stretches out. So you can wet it. Does that help the stretching process? Of course, yeah. So it's okay. like... It's of like course, anything. you say you're like, of course. Like, yes, that's what I know. Well, you, I, grew, you know I grew up knowing that if you wet your wig and throw well, it in a block, it's well, going to work. Well, think of it like, think of it the same way as clothing. Right. That's kind of how I always... I guess maybe for me it seems like same with clothing, right? If you want to stretch something that got that you know got too small mm-hmm. in the dryer, what do you do? You wa- you wet it again and then you like you pull on it. Okay, so another thing right. I didn't know, by the way. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> just so you know. So when I shrink things, I actually put it back into the washer and, and then pull it out, and then and then I let it air dry, and then I actually like pull on it, like if it's a shirt or something. Okay, well, so now I'm learning how to alter my so clothes certain, and my wigs. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, there's just only a certain amount you can come back from, right? Yes. But that's the way you could do... So wetting the wig and putting it on a bigger head could help somebody get it to a bigger size if they have an oops moment. Yeah, yeah. If it, or if it's like too, yeah, a little too tight. But careful with the sizing, right? So it's all about the sizing. You put it on a big watermelon, it's going to be a... It's gonna, like, what if somebody ended up like they bought or were given or, you know, someone gifted them like some wig that's too large for their head? Can it be sewn tighter at yeah. all? So you that can, can be made smaller. And so is that done like sent to the factory or how is it made yeah, smaller? Yeah, if, if it's a folio wig, for sure. Folio wig, you can send it um, You can send it to the factory and they'll resize either way. They can go bigger or smaller. Okay. So that's, that's if you're going to the factory. This is not a DIY situation. Exactly. So I, are you asking for a DIY situation? So well, you, the other one was a DIY situation. So I'm like just assuming. To, yeah, I'm assuming that like if they're doing it at home, the tips and tricks to alter the wig cap size, the wedding was a good thing to know to put on a blockhead that's bigger but also know that you're committed to your doing this okay yeah, we so accept you, no so responsibility for people blowing up their not. wigs okay <laughs> just try this to you know this don't try this at home but we're letting you know what you ask 
But going the other way, if somebody like they're like, here's a wig, I don't need it anymore, and it's like too big for my head, what do I do? So they can alter. So you're talking DIY. 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 Uh, it would. I would alter it as in sew it down yourself. So you would actually like like old school. Yeah, like so. try to make it a little bit smaller. You could, um, you know, if you wanted to. I've done it before at the salon. So I'll do it, but it's you know it's me sewing. Like I'm, I didn't go to school. I was, right. I'm not a seamstress, right. so I can only do so much. But you can also go to you know your seamstress, for mm-hmm. example, and if you're comfortable with them saying, "Hey, look, this is too big." And so it's almost making like little, like bringing little parts of it in. Yeah, and which makes want, sense. Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of I, that's why I said I, I always look at hair as kind of like clothing. If you overwash, the hair color fades, right? Or as you wash, the hair color fades. Mm-hmm. If it's too big, you can bring it in. Now, if it's Folia, we're talking. I would. You go to the factory. I always recommend going to the factory because they make it. Yeah. So they you it comes back. You I don't, it's not that expensive generally speaking, and at least it gets done professionally. Right. By someone, and it looks beautiful. It looks you know it doesn't look like you did it yourself. If you don't really care, then do it yourself. Right. Okay. Cool. But we accept no responsibility. Okay. So <laughs> this was not a suggestion to try. Yeah. I'd say don't. All. I'd say don't try this at home. Exactly. I would ever, never, ever do this in a million years, <laughs> ever on the planet. Just letting everybody know that. But with that said, that was a question. Um, this one is actually an excellent question, which which is a difficult one to make happen. But how to prevent hairs coming out of the inside of the caps, which are called inversions? When the wig hair is mm-hmm. comes through, mainly a, a hand-tied cap. Yes. And it comes back in, and you have all this hair on the inside, and it's supposed to be on the outside. This is called an inversion, if people didn't know. And this person wants to know how to prevent that from occurring. Uh, so usually inversions, the, be- the, the most common way of getting them is because you're sleeping in it. A, because it's anything that's, that's constantly rubbing up against the back of your head. That's what it comes down to. So that would be like if you're laying on the, you know, if you're laying on the couch or you're in the car a lot and you're constantly putting your head back, like that constant rubbing in the back is going to cause inversions. Second off is washing. I was going to go with the washing one. Yeah. Yeah. Washing is a big one, too. Um, inversions come from washing the hair. Improperly. So, not. In, yeah, yeah, improperly. So you want to block the head, uh, the hair on the head. So that means taking a mannequin head, pinning it pinning the wig onto the mannequin head and washing it on the and head and washing it on the head because that that um that water that's hitting the wig is going if you're doing it without the head it's going through it's pushing that hair back in yeah so those are the two main things you need to wash it on a head if you're getting inversions um and then the other one is the way you're living in it right so if you're constantly rubbing the back of it that will help cause more and then it's just, it is something that will happen. No matter what. No matter what. I mean, what. it's just like. It I, is what it is. It's I remember like, like getting the instructions about the blocking of the wig and the proper mm-hmm. tutorial and the whole thing. And then I was like, I remember it's just like one strand coming through or two strands. And I was like, oh man. Yeah. Now my wig is broke, you know? Yeah. Because it, there are inversions or whatever. The thing is, is now I have many inversions, probably due to the way that I wash all sometimes. But um, so do as I say, not as I do. Um, exactly. <laughs> But I now they're just there, but they're not like really problematic. It's like if there's some hair coming in through the cap, it's not like the end of the world, you know. No, this actually makes no effect. To no, it's not. The, it doesn't affect hair wearing. No, the only way it would affect hair wearing is if it becomes itchy for someone. Yeah, like in the back, and that can be fixed, right? So you can have that sent into the factory, mm-hmm. fully factory, and have that fixed if you wanted to. Okay, so we go, if you're going through factory again, you can fix your version, inversions, you yeah. can alter your cap size, mm-hmm. you can do curl magic, you can do all kinds of things. Yeah, all these things are very technical. So those mm-hmm. are like 
parts of making a wig. So that you want to, if you if you are going with folia, you want to do it through the factory. Factory, okay. Yeah. So, how often do you suggest washing the wig? Don't <laughs> ask me that question when I started wearing hair, because I'd say every two days, but that's not the answer. <laughs> <laughs> How often that is do, not how, the answer. How, what, is, what is the professional answer for somebody buying hair? How frequent is acceptable and safe for the wig to be washed? Again, everything comes down to what type of wig it is, what company it is, mm-hmm. what kind of hair you're looking at, right? So a lot of wig companies will tell you that they don't want you to wash their hair very often. They want you to wash the hair every three weeks. That's like a common one. Two to three weeks. Which is a long time for a daily wearer to Which go. Which is a long time. If you're wearing but, but, a wig 20, well, I'm not 24 hours, but for every day for three weeks, that's a long time. That's a long time. But they tell you that because the hair is is coated with a lot of silicone. And the more that you wash the wig, the more the real hair starts <laughs> it's to revealing come out. Itself. Reveals I think itself. that people are wondering why there's silicone on a wig, by the way. And it's because it, your, the hair quality is not good. So they do that to make it softer. So they add silicone to make it soft. Um, and to coat it. So the hair itself could be damaged hair. So you can take very, very damaged hair and you can wrap some silicone around it, which a lot of companies do, mm-hmm. and it feels beautiful. Until and then, you get to the core of it and then it's like, uh-oh. Yeah, and as you wash it, what happens is that you're getting, you're slowly taking that silicone away mm-hmm. and then you're starting to realize the real quality of the hair. And that's where you get like the massive tangling in the back and, you know, all of a sudden your your wig can't go through a full day without... Um, without it becoming like a big ball in the back. Right. And that and that's due to many different things, but one of them is bad quality hair. So that's why they'll tell you not to wash it very often. Now, a company like Folia, for example, they their quality of hair is very high. You can wash it. I usually tell my clients about every uh, seven days. So seven days would be like the like accept- a week. acceptable time to safely wash your wig without reducing its lifespan. Yeah, I think because you also you need to wash it. Right. So that's that's the other end. And then you have people who don't want to wash it at all because they're scared to. Or they feel like if they wash it, it's going to break. And you you want you actually you can create a lot of buildup on wigs. And so there's it, a question here on buildup, by the way. Yeah, that you can create a lot of buildup on wigs, and that's actually hard to get rid of over time. That's your next question, by the way. So. <laughs> Well, <laughs> so the build, yeah, it's it's, and that's due to not washing. Okay, so the the not washing is due is causing the buildup. Uh-huh. Okay, so the next question was, did we answer that question? By the way, well, yes, yeah, seven days. Was it? it was seven days. Seven, seven days. days for your wig wash. That's acceptable uh, by right. by a salon professional. Yes. Yeah, and if you do it two times I mean, not, a week, not, it's I'm okay. Saying, I want to clarify that not having to do it in a salon. I'm saying a salon professional salon professional person is saying seven days is acceptable. Seven days is is a great time. Okay. And if you get wig buildup, which makes your wig feel grimy and stuck together, mm-hmm. how do you get that out? Yeah, so that's that's buildup that happens usually from not washing your hair enough. Or you put a lot of product in there. Okay. Um, but generally speaking, with wigs, it happens. I think people, um, I think because people have been told to wait longer mm-hmm. to wash their wig, sometimes they go away too long. And that's very hard to get out. So, so that, but, but what do you do once you did? Now, okay, I wasn't supposed to, but now I'm stuck in this situation and I got product in my hair. I mean, buildup in my hair. How does a person get that out? Um, you would want to use a clarifying shampoo. Okay. Right, so you need to get, um, you need to use a clarifying shampoo. and But then you have to be careful. So there's kind of a back and forth here because um, clarifying shampoos are very drying. So you have to be very careful. This should not be used on all, a, all on a regular basis yeah. at all. Okay. Right, so you can, I would use a clarifying shampoo on it, 
um, once or twice and then see if it feels better. Condition it well. But um, clarifying is usually very, very drying. It's, you know, essentially the shampoo that you use if you're in the pool for too long, like chlorine shampoo. I actually have no idea what a clarifying shampoo is, just so you know. Okay, so you, you, you but you're a swimmer. I, yeah, but you, I, with my own hair that looks like crap and in a yeah. swim cap. But oh, like, okay, you wear a swim cap. But, well, because I'm actually swimming. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but like, you know, p- people with blonde hair, if they swim a lot, their hair goes green. That I know, yes. So in order to get that out, you use a clarifying shampoo. Okay. So that's the same same concept where okay. you're trying to take that chlorine out. It's mm-hmm. a buildup. It's a buildup. Okay. So that's what a clarifying. So it's a shampoo usually in, in you can get in salons. Every salon has a clarifying shampoo. Okay, but use it. Don't use it too much. Yeah, use it very sparingly because that is something that will dry the hair. It's very drying. So this question came into two parts. It came in one through the stories, and then it came through a DM. So it says, I just bought my first Thalia Toppette, 100% human hair. What are the lightest and best styling process? That was the question, and then she clarified. And she said, my real hair is blonde, very, very fine. I'm very sensitive to heavy sticky stiff products i loved i love philia but the product style the product the stylist use is too heavy on it i have i haven't washed it myself yet you're looking for product recommendations for shampoo and conditioner and heat protectant so she needs a product recommendation for shampoo and conditioner you know i i go back and forth with some right generally speaking i don't put any product in the hair Maybe that's what the problem is. You don't put product in the hair? Mm-mm. What do you mean? So like after I shampoo and I condition, I usually don't put anything in the hair. Oh, you mean like... Uh, a leave-in or anything okay. like that. Okay, yeah. Um, if there's one leave-in that I that I use, which I like, which is from Goldwell, which is Rich Repair, um, from the Rich Repair line, that's actually shampoo and conditioner I use that I love on the folio wigs. Um, and there's Six Serum Effect I use. What is it called? Six Serum Effect. Six... Serum. Serum effect. Effect. Okay. Yeah, and that's a leave-in, and that's really nice in the hair, and it doesn't pull it down. Okay. But that's... It's lightweight? Very lightweight. But generally speaking, the hair shouldn't need anything, unless you're curling and, you know, um, playing, you know, you want to put hairspray in it or something Mm -hmm. like that. Generally, the hair doesn't need any... I wonder what they use that made it feel so thick, because Hmm. it it should feel the opposite. Yeah, and it shouldn't feel feel heavy. (laughs) shouldn't feel heavy, so she should wash it. (laughs) She should wash it. So the bottom line is just wash it. Wash it. See how um, it feels. But what about, uh, which is, I know other people ask this question, if they're going to, like, curl their hair or use a flat iron, do you suggest using a heat protectant? And if you do, what heat protectant do you recommend? So I do use heat protectant. I use one from, again, from Goldwell. Okay. Their heat protectant. Same line. Um, and then I use... So you always want to use heat protectant. And then if you're you doing do, it, you always want to use heat protectant yeah, when you're, you're putting heat on your hair. Yeah. Okay. And then you want to make sure that your heat is not on high, right? So don't blast it at 400 degrees. That's not a thing? I mean, it is a thing. Okay. But you, you, what is the optimal curling iron temperature or flat iron temperature? Uh, I don't Maybe like three, 350. Okay. But don't go too high. The re- I mean, you can go higher if you want. The problem is, I mean, you're using heat on your hair. You're... You're drying out your hair, right? And we all do it, and we all want to do it. So just don't burn your hair off. So okay. <laughs> if it's too, it, the you know, the higher the heat, the faster your hair is going to burn, right? Especially, like, if you, like, can't get it out, right, where it gets stuck, right. and you're like, how do I get it out? And all of a sudden it sizzles. So you got to be careful. Okay. You can't go back from, from that kind of damage. Okay. So, so basically. Lower heat is better. Start so lower. If, 300. Yeah, start 350. low. Do a couple curls. See if it holds. If not, pull it up a little bit. 
Okay. That's a good thing to know because actually my curling iron, I have two of them, but one of them does have the little twirly knobby and it has the, you know, the degrees. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> Doing everything wrong. Okay. <laughs> All right. But so it seems to me like the, and it, that's actually what was recommended to me when I got my first philia in 2012 was actually Goldwell. And that's what I used for a very long time mm. was using the Goldwell shampoo conditioner, although I never used heat protectant. Eek. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, there's other brands out there too that work. Goldwell is just a very, it's the, but there's a, there's that specific one that works really well. Leaves Ooh. the hair very, it's the rich repair line. The rich repair, yeah. Yeah, leaves the hair very silky soft and it doesn't leave any residue. Okay. Sophie, I want to thank you for being here. You have been an incredible asset, not only to my hair wearing, but to my life. You're a best friend of mine. You're so talented. And I love sharing, having the ability to share with everybody your knowledge and what you can do for them as well. So it's absolutely a gift to me that you're here. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And, you know, thank you for allowing me to kind of level up with your hair and play. <laughs> I guess at the end of the day, what we've been doing lately is being able to actually play around more, right? And not just and have you really comfortable yeah. in your wigs and your hair and doing different things. So thank you so much for allowing me to do all that. So how can people find you? So you can find me online on my website, mm -hmm. so which is sophiehafner.com. Um, which is spelled S-O-P-H-I-E, H-A-F uh, as in Frank, N as in Nancy, E-R.com. <laughs> <laughs> also uh, on my Instagram handle, which is Hair De Sophie. So that's Hair, H-A-I-R-D-E, S-O-P-H-I-E. Okay. And then also my email address. You can feel free to email me, um, which is Hair at SophieHafner.com. So it's Perfect. spelled all the same way. Perfect. Yeah. So thank you, and I look forward to having you on again. Thank you. I look forward to being here. Bye. Bye. <laughs>